Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold! Dungeons and Doritos, Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama, a cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics and video games to science and technology, if it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm John. I'm Crystal. And this is a Nerdy Show Microsode, where we talk about what you want us to talk about for 15 minutes or more. And hey, Crystal, it's been so long since you've been on the show. Yes, it has. When was the last time you were on Nerdy Show? Do you remember? I really think it was probably the bacon episode. No. Yeah. No. That Couldn't was, be. That was literally forever ago. Well, no, we did the Nerdy Show Live, and it helped with that. Huh. Well, okay. So here's the deal. If you're not familiar with Crystal, Crystal is a professional chef, and she is in charge of anything we've ever done that involves absurdity with food, aside from the food crawl she's been directly involved with. And if we ever did another food crawl, well, the chances are probably good. I don't know. If you want to subject yourself to that. Sounds great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> This microsode comes to us by way of Ross Butler, who wants us to just said, do Iron Chef. Iron Chef, the television show, in theory. Now, we said, that's great. We could regurgitate the Wikipedia article or our experiences about watching Iron Chef as fans, you know. Way too late at night, getting hungry yeah. because it's on at two in the morning and you should be in bed. We've, mm-hmm. we've all been there, but... Here's the thing. Ross requested this microsode a very, very, very long time ago, which isn't an unusual thing for the microsodes that we still have left to do. They're often some of the most challenging ones. In this case, we had a better idea. We said, okay, you want us to talk about Iron Chef. What if we actually did Iron Chef? And that was a great idea. And we super talked about it. And ultimately, it's probably never going to happen. We want to. We tried looking into it for years. But at this point, Nerdy Show doesn't really have much in the way of a video department. All of our experiments in that field of things ended up fizzling out. And that would just be an expensive thing to, thing to do. We were talking about getting a commercial kitchen. And here's the premise. Here's the premise. It was going to be called Adamantium Chef, a Iron Chef style program that I would be hosting. And the ingredient would be Doritos, a different special, a bunch of different kinds of specialty Doritos. And Crystal would be Iron Chef Dorito and... I even did a what nine course dinner that one time. You, you did. You experimented. Yeah. Oh, what, tell tell them what what you made. 
Oh man, there was the Dorito meatloaf. There was the fried tofu crusted in Doritos. There was the cheese pairing with Doritos from Japan. Mm -hmm. The Dorito tortilla soup. The Dorito pasta salad. And then there was like the Rice Krispie treats, but instead of Rice Krispies, it was like four different kinds of Doritos. God. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think there was some other stuff in there, but I don't quite remember. But those were like the big things. And one thing you've been tempting me with for years now is uh, taking intense pickle Doritos from Canada and making fried chicken, and making fried chicken with I need, them. Okay. Someone send me a case of those and I will so do it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that never happened. It was going to be Crystal competing against uh, Brandon and I don't know, maybe maybe John, maybe Kristen. We never really figured out. And yeah, Brandon was, was like contestant number one for that <laughs> yeah i mean because i know in our patreon hangouts we've talked at length about the sort of things that brandon brings to parties at nerdy show but well the things that brandon brings to parties he he we most recently got into gelatin and like the kind of gelatin <laughs> desserts that you would see advertised in like 1950s home catalogs like oh my god here's a fish and there's like lemon slices but it's also in gelatin why not oh the whole yep. aspic jelly thing mm -hmm. oh my god so so he did two things one was he made a bowl of lime green jello and stuck a bunch of roasted chicken legs in it uh suspended <laughs> out of it, like an upside down table and oh, Brandon, uh, <laughs> we love you so <laughs> and the other one was the thing he called breakfast jello which was uh he he did made homemade maple syrup flavored jello with quail eggs suspended in it and then served it with bacon and how was that it was amazing it was so good that sounds good i would eat that <laughs> really, really making me wish we actually had a video department proper yeah, right uh, yeah well <laughs> hey hey just fund us on patreon patreon.com slash nerdy show that's uh, that's where our hopes and dreams go to live or die you decide help them live <laughs> please so obviously we didn't get to do that thing, that sensational thing. I'm sorry, Ross. I don't know if that's what you wanted, but we, I, my goal was to take what you wanted and then surpass your wildest dreams. Instead, here we are recording a microsode, just getting it done. And yeah, we could talk about Iron Chef. Let's talk about Iron Chef a little bit, but I think mostly we're going to talk about weird and sensational <laughs> food because that's what the three of us do most of the time. I met an Iron Chef. Did you? I Who'd met you Morimoto. Awesome. Really? He has a restaurant at Disney Springs where I work, and he comes in quite often, actually. He looks like a typical Japanese tourist. He wears, like, Bahama shorts with, like, the flowers and mm -hmm, the tiki mm -hmm. gods on it with flip-flops. He has a giant camera hanging around his neck, and if you didn't <laughs> know it was him, oh, and a big straw hat. Like, if you didn't wow. know it was him, if somebody go, holy crap, that's Morimoto over there, you would go, oh, look, Japanese tourist. But no, it's Morimoto. He comes in all the time. He has an apartment here in Orlando now. So Wow. The one fact that I always regurgitate ad nauseum about, about Iron Chef is that as a really fascinating, weird little slice of Japanese life, we don't have any context as round eyes for who those people are reviewing that food. But the guest that always shocked me when I first learned about this, you know, years ago was, uh, oh shit, there's Shigesato Itoi, creator of Earthbound on this cable program that literally everyone in high school is watching. Yeah. And that was great for me. And no one else cared, but I was thrilled. <laughs> and and I enjoyed watching it. And that was that was really the end of it. You know, and then there was Iron Chef America and two different iterations, one hosted by William Shatner, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It was like a special. And then Alton Brown took over for a while. Which probably makes a lot more sense than Shatner inherently. <laughs> yeah, Though is. Shatner is pretty hilarious. I mean Have did you have you guys seen any of the Shatner no, stuff? I, I know about even. it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> You want this is the kind of show where it opens with somebody biting into a pepper, and, <laughs> and I, I don't know if yeah. Shatner did that. 
Yeah. But I, I kind of have a, have a hard time imagining him agreeing to that. Well, I know in Iron Chef America, he holds up the pepper like, hey, I'm going to do it. And then he looks at it, shakes his head and bites into like an apple or something else. Like I'm not biting into a raw pepper. No. I don't know what I was going to bite into in our hypothetical show, but it was going to be great. It was going to be something really we inappropriate. Were, I think we were going to change it a lot. I wanted to bite into an onion or yep. bite bite into just bite into something really awful. That most people uh, wouldn't just <laughs> bite yeah, into exactly. a human skull. Bite into a chunk of raw meat. Yeah. <laughs> well, <sighs> you did face plant into a big epic mess. And I so. did, as as everyone constantly reminds me, I did do a shot of bacon grease. Yes, you which, did. Honestly, I, that was the, the least remarkable thing that happened that whole night. I'm in the <laughs> background of that shot. It's either in the shot or in the stuff we edited out. And I look like I'm going to hurl because I can't believe you did it. Remember, it wasn't just bacon grease. It was also like the remnants from the beef we cooked. So it was bacon grease and beef juice and ah, it went whatever. down. It went down smooth. It tasted like almost nothing. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, really, with with everything that we were doing to our bodies that night, I I needed some lube. So <laughs> makes you wonder how Epic Meal Time still is a thing. Are they still a thing? They, they are. Have... They are literally mm-hmm. still a thing, and they're somehow still alive. Good for them. They have a TV series. So if if anyone's been hearing us talk about this bacon thing without any context, I realize now that they probably should have elaborated. We have, if you go to nerdyshow.com slash bacon, we have a listener requested gigantic episode <laughs> where we, that's all about bacon, and in conjunction with this, we did an epic mealtime style video where we created Star Wars ships made out of food, the Supreme Pizza Star Destroyer, and the Rebel Tockade Runner. And it was great, and it was beautiful, and it's all like... With? With the of uh, yeah, of course with the proto man, which you completely yes. forgot about apparently. <laughs> That's the day I broke a vegan. One I forgot pro- about that. Yeah. yeah, I will always remember that. Come on, I broke a vegan. Damn <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, girl. <laughs> now we actually did try doing a pilot for Adamantium Chef and like the notion of doing not just this big contest but also doing nerd cooking shows. Unfortunately, it never made it to air. There's actually there's an episode of Nerdy Show called something like Mallow Fluff and Pocus Stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. And we talked about it. We assumed it was coming out. But unfortunately, uh, the footage or the audio or something didn't turn out quite right. But that was a show in conjunction with Sugar Rush, the marshmallow company, who we've talked about quite a lot on Nerdy Show. And they were making Ecto Cooler marshmallows. Their website works. Yeah, that's what I'm That's what I'm segueing <laughs> to right now is that after we've talked about Sugar Rush and all the crazy varieties of marshmallows that they make, they make Reese's peanut butter cups, out, except that they're made out of marshmallow and then inside is like cookie butter or something. It's like, and you can roast that and it's like a marshmallow with stuff in it. If you actually see them in person, they have giant marshmallows with ice cream stuffed inside that they torch the outside of and it's incredible. And on top of that, the flavors that they make like a this incredible churro is one of their mainstays but they've had all kinds of unusual stuff like cranberry and uh right now it's blueberries it's blueberries oh yeah gosh their fruit ones are amazing they do alcohol ones they do do alcohol and those are always bizarrely wonderful yeah i don't care for guinness but i really like the guinness ones i don't know why it was so bready (laughs) it was great it was like it smelled and tasted like how when bread is fluffing it was awesome they do cool stuff and it's all all natural they don't do any imitation colors if there's sprinkles on them they actually make their own sprinkles homemade the only ones that if they do coloring in is like they have a rainbow one for pride and it's still all natural coloring and they use like india ink basically but food grade yeah, they're, they're vibrant and amazing looking. So here's the deal. Ever since we started talking about them on Nerdy Show, people have been asking us, where can I get these? How can I get them? Most of our listeners aren't actually in Orlando where we're based out of. And now Sugar Rush does, in fact, have a mail order service. Yay. So you can get these things we've been talking about for 
over a year now delivered to your door if you go to sugarrushmarshmallows.com. And if you can't get that to work, you can always contact them through their Facebook because they will make it work then. Yeah. They want to give you awesome marshmallows. Let nothing stop you. They're an incredible gift and they always have weird varieties around every holiday. If you have a dream, pay them enough money, they may fulfill it. They may make ecto-cooler marshmallows even though it compromises everything they believe in in terms of not filling their marshmallows with unnatural products. They will break their morals if you really want it. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing you should do, and it's food-related. But also food-related, we uh, we just got back from an incredible dinner. Always amazing food stuff happening here in Orlando. And a friend of ours runs a Thai food pop-up shop called Bang Rack, which is spelled like it sounds. And he has done research all over Thailand to bring extremely authentic Thai dishes that are never made in America to America. But but tonight, he teamed up with Pizza Bruno, a local pizza restaurant who does amazing work, to use his uh, wood-fired pizza oven and create some incredible Thai fusions. I mean... Thai pizza. Yeah, if you think that, you know, California Pizza Kitchen's Thai pizza was good... No. It it ain't shit. This is the real deal. (laughs) We had garlic knots covered in, like, Thai spices and mint. And so good. with a Penang curry dipping sauce. Which was really next, I mean, like, just beyond comprehension. I, it, it's just some really impressive stuff. So who drank the sauce when it was left? Oh, I did. Cap. And that's what Cap does is drink sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Cap's entire life, Cap has been drinking the sauce leftovers. I love sauce. Yay. <laughs> it's no basically waste. like the gravy boat. Well, how are you going to set sail if you don't have a gravy boat? I ain't going to apologize for myself. Don't. Do but, you. But, John, you, you turned to me and you said... What have we been doing with our lives when when you ate those garlic knots, those Thai garlic It's true. Knots? It's just like, I mean, am I ever really going to be able to eat a normal Italian boring garlic knot again nope. when I should be having it with curry? <laughs> <laughs> like, and mint and whatever else you put on there because it was fabulous. And at one point, I also said something to the effect of this is like shokugeki grade food that they were doing. Yeah, shokugeki is something that you're a big fan of. Well, I mean, yeah. it's. Why don't you, know, you tell everybody what it is? It's Food Wars. It's basically a direct descendant from Iron Chef, really. I mean, that's what ultimately started this entire idea, like cooking as a competition, as a, a, a war between chefs. And I mean, it's basically, that's what the whole this show is. is, is an personal. anime. It's an anime. It's this prominent school in Japan, and it's incredibly prestigious, and everything is taken to the nine. And all of the food in it is actually real, including the insane cooking techniques. Like they go into minute detail about like chemical reactions in the food and all this stuff. It's really shocking. And in fact, people that have actually duplicated the recipes in reality are constantly saying like, oh my God, this is, this is insane. This is just amazing. I never knew that this was even possible. So it's had an effect well beyond just itself. I mean, there's like YouTube channels dedicated to duplicating the foods on Food Wars. It's been highly recommended. I've never watched it, but it's fantastic. Except you will be hungry after you watch it because it's just a whole bunch of animated <laughs> pictures of food. Right. And actually, there's a series of animes that have come out recently. Um, Restaurant to Another World. It's not a competition, but it's another one where it's like basically food porn. I mean, you know, like inane detail, like just traditional Japanese cuisine largely. And it's like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Because everybody that comes into the restaurants like from this fantasy world. And so they're like (laughs) used to just like boiled, nasty, rotting potatoes. And then they get like fine croquettes or something. And they're like, it's the best thing. It is always fascinating to me when Japanese animation artists just hit these extremes of, of of the food porn animation, like the 
noodle shop episode of Space Dandy. Oh, or, right. oh my God. Or Spirited <laughs> Away. Uh, yeah, like Spirited Away. Hungry. Two minutes <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Feed me now. And then you're like, oh, maybe I don't want that food, though. It causes <laughs> yeah. problems. They turn into giant piggies. So I pulled up the um, data on the Bang Rack Pizza Bruno crossover just to give some perspective on this Thai pizza. It was a margarita pizza with black soy ground pork, Thai basil, Thai chilies, and egg on it. It was great. It was and so the good. first bite I got was the chilies. <laughs> Poor John. And that set the whole rest of the night on fire. I got a, a wood-fired octopus with chili jam dressing. Impossibly tender. How yeah. was Impossibly. It was amazing. I did not know how they did that. Yeah, I mean, this octopus cut like the softest meat and had so much flavor and texture. It was really good. And and John, you had waterfall beef. Uh, so spice. Wood-fired <laughs> steak tossed with lemongrass and fresh herbs. We ate really well. I could have just eaten nothing but the, the knots, though, with the curry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me, too. We got almost everything, didn't we? We, we got almost everything. We got everything except the gai yang, which is uh, a whole oven-roasted game hen. With, God damn it. Uh, we missed one Lemongrass thing. and white pepper. I mean, long story short, Orlando is a great town for food. There's always something new. There's always something wonderful. So, uh, you know, if, hey, if you're ever looking for advice on where to eat that isn't in Disney when you're vacationing here, then just uh, shoot us a message on the Nerdy Show Lounge on Facebook or something like that. Or even in Disney. I know way too much about that stuff. That's true. There are. (laughs) I mean, if you're willing to pay for it, you can eat very well there. But that is all the time we have here on this Nerdy Show Microsode. In our next episode of Nerdy Show, you're going to hear John and Brian from Flame On and I talking about our experiences at Moogfest. Moogfest is an event that is a fusion of technology and, and music based around Robert Moog, the designer of the first synthesizer. It takes place in Durham, North Carolina. And uh, hey, if you're in the region, maybe uh, come hang out with us. It's like uh, lectures and symposiums during the day, awesome music at night. I'm going to be doing some uh, some streaming interviews on Facebook, I believe, via the Moogfest Facebook feed. There's still a lot of details I'm fuzzy on, but it's going to be interesting. Like, I might be talking to Chelsea Manning about her favorite records. That could be a thing that happens. <laughs> that could be cool. Still to be confirmed, <laughs> at least at this moment in time. So plenty of cool stuff coming here on Nerdy Show, and uh, we'll still see you real soon. Thanks so much for supporting us. And remember, if you dig this show or any of the shows on the Nerdy Show Network, head to patreon.com slash nerdy show there's a ton of perks there and the only way we can do these any programming here on nerdy show and the only way that we can do any of the insane things that we've done in the past and yet could do in the future is exclusively via your support without it it's all it's all for naught so thank you so much for supporting us and we'll see you next time hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.